What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we're in a uh, one of our favorite towns. Mm-hmm. Technically, this is the village. Yeah. 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 So that's a big deal. But um, we'll start with introductions. We'll start with where we are, um, down to the address, because I think it's important. That is important. It is. Yes. And then that way people can see where they're going. And then, um, and then from there, we can dive into everything you do inside and outside of the U.S. Got it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're at Guild Ivor Studio. Um, we are at 48 Douglas Lane in East Aurora, New York. Zip code 14052. <laughs> Love it. Um, my name's Ashley. I'm the optometrist and owner here at Guild. I had just opened um, this past summer, end mm. of August. August 25th was our first day. So we are brand new, um, but it's been, it's been a wonderful experience so far. How was it opening this location with uh, the village? when you were proposing everything and trying to get this building? Yeah. Um, So, gosh, I started the process probably around 2020. Um, We were home, COVID. I was working on a few different offices. The idea kind of, um, you know, started formulating. And the process from initial idea to actual implementation was probably about a year and a half um, East Aurora, South Towns, I kind of grew up in this area, so I was always partial to it. Um, looking for the space was actually quite challenging. Again, we were going through the COVID time, so I thought, oh, well, there's going to be businesses kind of transitioning to maybe like online formats or downsizing. Um, I could not find real estate, <laughs> which was a great thing. You know, it meant East Aurora was, you know, definitely a spot to be, sure. but it was also stressful. Um, so it was around the summer of 21, um, and I would come to East Aurora and I would just walk up and down main street, side streets, looking for anything that, you know, might be going up for rent. Um, and the sign went up here for rent, called them, was here the next day and 
here we are. So it was just really a matter of timing. Um, as far as the village was concerned, um, you know, leading up to that, I'd been working on my business plans and, and loans and all of that. So there wasn't too much. And because I am renting as well, I think that maybe was a little bit less um, invasive than sure. if I was buying the property. It was already um, a zone to be retail mm -hmm. and business. So it was pretty, actually, that part was easy. Yeah. Do, is this classified as retail when it comes to zoning and things? Um, yes. Yeah, so most people are familiar with the location because it used to be the West End Gallery. Um, and Michelle, uh, Michelle Vogel, who was the artist and designer here, her and her husband still own the building. Mm. So I rent from them. Um, but after she had moved out of her space, Buffalo Rehab Group was in here for just a real short time. Um, and then I, I followed up with Guild. So yeah, it was zoned for business, retail. So I didn't have to go through any type of like red tape in that area. It was zoned already for what I needed, which was nice. Sure. So you're, you obviously went to school for this. What is a, what is a degree in eye care look like? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> great question. I went, I grew up in Fredonia. I went to SUNY Fredonia for my undergrad. And then following that, I did four years in Boston, mm. um, at the New England College of Optometry. Mm. So kind of like a similar track to say dental or physical therapy. It's usually an undergrad and then a four year program. Um, I graduated in 2018 and Miss Buffalo, so I moved back, moved back home. Uh, I was working in ophthalmology for a few years, so lots of LASIK surgeries, cataract surgeries, co-management, um, really focused on medical. Uh, that wasn't my forever though. COVID hit, I decided to get into private practice, um, and I was working at a couple different offices in the area. And it didn't take me long to realize that, oh gosh, like nothing against these offices, but I wouldn't come shop here. Sure. Like I really wanted, I wanted an experience. It wasn't giving me an experience. I wanted something a little different. Um, but yeah, I went to went to school in Boston, so that that kind of four year track. There was no business though. Mm. Nothing in regards to business. I think we maybe took like a five hour seminar on business. So that was kind of all self taught as I started um, sure. the process and decided to do this. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that has to be challenging when you're getting into this because I, I feel like there's not many private practices, or at least I just don't know of them. I, I see the places in the mall and yeah. like, that's it. So is that where you started was like a mall eye care place? You don't have to call that place out. But. Yeah. So like the chains, mm -hmm. um, some of the, the bigger names that you'd be familiar with, you'd see them in a lot of like the strip malls too. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did work some weekends there, um, but I started in a local ophthalmology group. Um, and then I was working in more of the private practices. So I did a couple in the South towns, a couple in the North towns. Um, but I found kind of similar to even some of those chains as well, or like the malls, they all felt the same. Mm -hmm. Like it was the same thing, even in the private practices, the chain stores, it was a very similar experience. Um, and it was just one that I kind of was like, Bored by. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think they were the same? Um, how long do we have? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so part of the reason is the eye care industry. Um, it's a monopoly. Uh, there's a few big companies, um, and I won't name names, mm -hmm. but there's a few big companies that own many of the 
eyewear products that we see, um, they basically own the rights to the label. So they're just all mass produced. They mm. slap a label on them and then they go out to the different stores. Um, they also own those retail stores. Um, and then they also own the vision plans that um, send people to those Makes stores. Sense. Yeah. So uh, basically what was happening is a lot of these private practices, okay, they were a private practice, you know, Dr. So-and-so, mm. but they were kind of like owned by the companies that they worked with sure. if that makes yeah. sense they were almost just like a, another one so for your aspect when you're like i don't necessarily see myself going this route anymore and i want to do mm -hmm. my own yeah what's the process for you to even like do research on if this is like because this is very different from anything that i've ever seen so what was your process on trying to get into something like this then um so the first question i googled was how to start a business <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> very overwhelmed I'm like oh my gosh again in school you know I did like four years of optometry schools four years of like science-based courses patient sure. care working in the hospitals but nothing in regards to business so I really just started with Google um <clears throat> and then I did reach out there's some groups in the industry that help like cold starts and new practices so I reached out to them. I found one that I really meshed with. Um, I shared my vision, what I wanted to do, and it was in line. So I decided to work with them, and they definitely helped me kind of take those next steps, what to think about. Um, and then I also worked with the local small business association um, over at Buff State. Marilyn Roach, she was my advisor. She's amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful, she's wonderful awesome. Wonderful woman. So she helped me as far as like kind of New York State stuff, getting that process rolling. Um, so yeah, it was just finding really, really good advisors. Um, they kind of led me to the next steps, and then I just had to work through the process. Sure. And I will say, the process itself, there wasn't like, what I was most surprised by, nothing was really that difficult. It was just a lot of steps. Sure. That's literally everything New York State. None of it's hard. It's just no. most people aren't willing to do all the hoops and just deal with the paperwork and then figure out like, oh, I, I was supposed to file this then. And it's just the simple stuff where you're just like, that's really annoying. But okay, it's part of owning a business, I guess. And then once you umbrella everything, it's it just goes like that. So to your earlier point about how there's essentially three to four massive organizations that own eye care, which is generally why we would see the same similarities across the board yeah. because they know it's scalable, it's rinse, wash, repeat. They can do it state to state. It's nothing difficult. Um, you just need a building with a roof, right? And then it's the same lights. It's the same um, shelves because mm -hmm. when I grew up, the deal that we were obsessed with was buy one, get one, because if you bought a pair of glasses for like $110, then the second pair is free. And I was a boy playing sports and I would run into trees and I'm just like, oh, because I was playing baseball. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, there goes my other pair of glasses. They were my favorite, <laughs> but I have the second pair that's almost identical. So going through that whole experience and transition, do you see a lot of kids here or is it mainly, like, what's your demographic? Because if I was a kid walking into this place, I wouldn't know what to do. Whereas, because I'm coming from the generation of, it's it's BOGO, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go and get my little eye exam and say number one yeah. or number two. And then I'm going to go and see all of these rows of glasses and then pick one out that I like and look at the super annoying mirror, you know? <laughs> so, like, how is that experience and what's your demographic here? Because this place is, like, bougie. <laughs> 
would say our demographic is definitely, I like me. I, <laughs> I, I kind of young, um, like 30s, maybe like 20, early 30s, like 20s. And then also kind of like that mid, maybe 50, early 60s range. Somebody that's looking for, I don't want to say a better experience. I want to say an experience sure. because going to the eye doctor like you said it was just kind of like okay something you have to do it was boring it wasn't something you looked forward to it wasn't (laughs) like oh my god i get to go to the eye doctor we have weekly like our patients um again kind of in that demographic range they're just looking for an elevated experience they'll come in and when they're leaving they're like oh my gosh this was so much fun (laughs) or they say like oh my gosh i just want to like I want to come hang out here. We're like, please, <laughs> like anytime. That's what we designed it for. We didn't want it to feel like, oh, it's just something I have to do maybe once every year, once every two years. It's like something that like, hey, you're out running errands. Like, let's go stop at Guild and see what sure. they have. Like, let's go talk to them. We really wanted it to feel approachable. Um, so again, that was what I was wanting, what I couldn't find. So it's like, okay, if I'm wanting that, there has to be other people who are wanting that. And I do think that tends to be more of maybe that millennial generation. Mm-hmm. That's what we've come to expect from companies. Um, so yeah, we definitely see a younger demographic. But that being said too, we see kind of like an older, maybe middle-aged or even retired demographic. Yeah. Really anyone looking just for something different. That's a really cool point that you bring up with people wanting to come in and kind of experience it because the big box chains are like, you're going to come in for an eye exam and then we'll get you glasses here. It's like, you don't even really need an eye exam. Just come in here and shop because this is a cool place to be. And you can like grab a coffee and sit down like that's sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, if someone's brand new Mm -hmm. and they're, they need a pair of glasses, what could they expect when they walk in? What is the experience? So, um, well, one of two things, either one, if they need an eye exam, we'll start with that. I'm a doctor. A lot of times I'm like, it's so bad I introduce myself I'm like hey I'm Ashley and we're talking and then I take them back to the exam and I'm like oh yeah by the way I'm your doctor (laughs) like we just like we keep it like super like just casual and approachable so if you needed an updated exam we'll do that first and then um from there or if you come in already with a prescription then we'll head over to the optical um Lisa who I don't think you had a chance to meet she's my optician she is incredible um and there's no one better at making (laughs) glasses so we kind of get to know you what either you're wearing in glasses what you're looking for if you have current glasses like what do you like about them what don't you like you want to change it up you kind of want to keep it similar um and we are your personal shopping consultant because I think at a lot of those other stores you're kind of like okay here's the glasses good luck no, no, no. We probably, we reserve an hour for every patient and we're with you every step of the way. We usually spend that full hour looking at glasses. We'll check everything out. We'll get a pile of maybes. Then we'll kind of narrow it down. And that's, that's the fun part. And usually patients, they always say, they're like, I never got this attention before. Like, this is so fun. So it's truly like, if you were to go into like any kind of like high-end store, you have a personal shopper, like that's us, but for your glasses. That's sweet. So going back again to the the big box, because you said that they own a lot of the glasses too. Mm -hmm. Do you run into any roadblocks of you can't get a certain glasses that people want because that big chain owned it or not really? Uh, Not to cut you off, but listen, Eagle Eye, they're called frames. Every day we rise, 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, yeah. They're called frames. <clears throat> Derek doesn't know the struggle like we do. Sure don't. <laughs> you don't wear glasses? No. <laughs> Hey, there we go. I know. So how I got So you're the one out. Well, listen, I had that hard experience. I learned the language, Derek. Learn the language. So great question. We we have some of the familiar name brands, um, Ray Ban, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we contract, I know. Can I say <laughs> if we contract with the companies, we can get the frames, mm. no problem. Um, so we do have some of those more well-known but we contract with a lot of independent brands Mm. which i love because they're super unique it's you can think of it like your mom and pop shops your small businesses but it's that way for frames and they're so cool like because people will come in every single day and they're like you know i was it was at my other office but i didn't find anything i liked Mm -hmm. and they come here and we have like 10 pairs and they're like i can't decide um and so what we've been finding is some of those more popular brands are not our best sellers at oh, all. Okay. It's these more unique, smaller lines that people don't find elsewhere. And we can't keep them in stock. We, were, we just got an order. We were um, in New York. We went to the show out there. Already gone. Like, we're, we're amazed, truly, by, like, just how well people have been responding sure. to them. So it's super cool. That's really sweet. So if somebody has glasses and they're coming in to buy new ones, they have old ones. And we got to get to talking about one of your initiatives with old glasses. So can you talk a little bit about what what you've been doing? For sure. So I had um, a wonderful opportunity to um, travel to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip. Um, My fiance, actually, he's a dentist and he works in the dental industry. Um, He's at Cornerstone Periodontics in East Amherst. And they have been taking this trip for the last few years. So this time around, they invited me. I said, yes, of course. Um, And I had gone on one other when I was in school. I went to Peru. So I had a little bit of an idea of kind of like what I would need. Um, And I knew immediately we're going to need glasses and we're going to need a lot of them. Um, So we started donation drive. Any old glasses, whether they're prescription, whether they're just like over the counter, like those reading glasses or non-prescription sunglasses, which are really important. Um, Really anything you had laying around that you weren't using, bring them in. Um, We clean them up, we read the prescription and then we pack them up and I take them with me down there. Um, And then the way it works is with my tools, I can check a patient's prescription. So I kind of say, we'll just use an easy example. Say this patient is maybe around like a minus two. Then I look in all our glasses that we have and I see, all right, well, this one's kind of close. We'll give it to them. And it's almost like a, um, a matching game mm-hmm. at that point. It might not be perfect, but at least they're getting something. You're better than nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's sweet. Is there any way to quantify the amount of people that you've helped? Um, well... The response was incredible. I think we, we had over probably like 3,000 glasses donated, which was really cool. Are they all assigned to a human? No, no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really know how else to phrase that, but like that's a lot of, <laughs> if every patient gets an hour. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So 
So um, we still have a bunch of classes in the basement. Actually, I couldn't take them all. There was too many for just like me to take this mm-hmm. time around, um, which is amazing. But they're all measured. They're ready to go. We're planning for our next trip. Um, but we got back about two weeks ago. And I would say over the course, and it was just me this time, we probably saw about 100 patients, dispensed about 200 glasses because we figured they had a prescription pair and then some sunglasses. Mm, cool. um, so we were really happy with that. And then our goal for next year is to increase that, um, make the process a little bit more efficient. Um, there's definitely some new technology and different tools I want to take down that would make it um a little bit easier where they could utilize those glasses even if I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They could like determine the numbers and kind of keep things going. So you said non-prescription sunglasses are a big deal. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about, because I think people think like sunglasses are kind of a fashion statement, but they're actually mm-hmm. really beneficial for you. Super so you want to, can you talk about that and the yeah. harms of not having them? Um, so when we were down there, the one thing that I had absolutely nothing left of was the non-prescription sunglasses. It is like the first thing that goes, it's what people are looking for because anyone can wear those. Even if they do have a prescription, like you can still put on sunglasses and it's going to help you. It's going to, you know, make your vision more comfortable. Um, in countries like the Dominican Republic, the sun is so intense that, it's just a daily factor. Um, and what happens is that intense sun exposure, it does cause cataracts to progress much more rapidly. So they get them at a much younger age, at a greater severity level. And if, you know, if you've had grandparents or anyone who's gone through cataract surgery, it can be very detrimental. So if these patients are getting cataracts, you know, in their 40s or 50s, and they can't get surgery, I mean, the rest of their life becomes very difficult. So if we can get them some sunglasses, a non-prescription pair, which is, we could probably buy it at the dollar store here, um, that can help them protect their eyes. It even acts for some people as like safety eyewear. They're like out in the fields and everything. Um, But if we can slow down that cataract progression, that's going to give them many more years of at least more like usable vision as opposed to getting to a point where they need surgery and they can't get it. Mm -hmm. I have a question about... um eye colors so we don't have to dive too much into it but can you explain why certain eye colors are more um like sensitive to light so like blue eyes yeah yeah for sure it's just basically like skin tone um typically you're going to see blue eyes on more fair skin um so it's just less pigment and so just like fair skin is going to burn more easily the same is kind of true for the eyes you're going to be more light sensitive Whereas darker eyes are going to have more pigment and they're going to be able to tolerate it a little better. Um, so, yeah, it's basically just like skin tone and how you might burn in the sun versus tan in the sun. Sure. So why would LASIK have an impact on that? If you have blue eyes, then you get LASIK and or PRK. Like mm-hmm. PRK, I understand, but that's because I there was a ton of research where it's just like which one should one person do and then it's just two different procedures of course you know that but the viewers might not so lasik is the incision the flap they drill the prescription in flap closes Mm -hmm. eye heals prk they dissolve a layer of the eye so it makes sense because you're literally losing a layer but if it's lasik they're still saying that it's also just as detrimental to your eye with and they're more sensitive to light after LASIK with blue eyes than before, but why? Yeah, so you're just changing like the structural integrity at the front of your eye. 
So um, LASIK and or PRK, they both, um, the way they work is on the front surface of your eye. That's the cornea layer. That's the clear part. It, it covers your eye. Um, and with LASIK, what you're doing is you're just changing the thickness of that. By changing the thickness of that, you effectively change the optics, and so you're changing where the light hits the back of your eye. The light needs to perfectly line up with the back of your eye for you to see clear. If it's too far in front or if it's too far in the back, it's going to be blurry. Glasses can change, you know, where it hits, or LASIK by changing the thickness of the front changes that too. Um, so with LASIK, like you said, they create a small incision, lift a flap, and then that top layer, they kind of treat under it. They take away some. So they're taking away some and then they put the flap back over. It heals quicker and it hurts less because that top layer, they didn't really like, they just kind of peeled it back, mm -hmm. treated under it, and then they put it back on. So it's like a, as much more comfortable and it's a quicker healing process. Um, the PRK, they're doing the same thing. They're taking some of that layer off, but they're treating right on top. So it's like that top layer, it's like if you like cut, it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. It's like you're going to feel it. So it takes a little bit longer to heal. But there's no flap that could possibly like get dislodged or moved or anything like that. But in both cases, they're changing the thickness of the front surface. They're changing that front surface of your eye. So it's unfortunately, um, it is a side effect of LASIK surgery. It might be a little bit more light sensitive or patients will find like nighttime driving. They feel like they have like more glare and halos. Um, it's just one of those things that unfortunately can't be avoided because you are changing the structure a little bit and it's just gonna be a side effect. But I would say most patients find that the vision improvement is totally worth, you know, a little bit of sensitivity and they'll just say, you know, I gotta wear sunglasses a little bit more, something like that. But you can get sunglasses here, so who you cares? You can sunglasses here. You got fun sunglasses. <laughs> so how can people follow you and come here and even, like, donate glasses for your next mission trip? Yeah. Um, so they can find us um, at 48 Douglas Lane in East Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they can book appointments online. If you need an eye exam, you do need an appointment. And then if you're just coming in to shop uh, for glasses, um, we certainly accept walk-ins, but we do encourage appointments. Because, um, like I said, we reserve time to spend with you um, and we have to take our appointments first so sure. if you really want a true shopping experience book an appointment you can do that right online um, you can follow us on on social I would say we're most active on Instagram um, and that's at Guild Ira Studio um, and you can even book through there we have the scheduling link as well um, and then you can stop in the office or pop them in the mailbox if you have any glasses to donate um, we're going to keep the collection going because we do plan to go back down um, for another trip so if you have any old glasses to donate feel free to bring them in um, or if it's after business hours you can always just pop them in the mailbox and vision insurance is all covered it here so that's a great question um the vision insurance is kind of part of the monopoly okay so <laughs> makes sense great yes. way of putting that <laughs> so we can still use your vision insurance the way we do it is we don't contract with the vision companies and the reason for that is then they can't tell us what to do. Um, if we contract with the vision company, they tell us what we have to sell you. They tell us what we have to price it at. They tell us where your glasses have to get made. Um, and it's basically, again, True. like every other store. So the way we do it here is we just offer really free and transparent pricing. Um, by not contracting with the vision companies, essentially, 
we don't have to mark our prices up just to mark them down. Like, we just lowered everything across the board and made it fair. Um, so you can get a full exam and contact lens fitting for 50 bucks. Really? That's, we haven't even touched your insurance yet. Wow. And then um, all our Ray-Bans, like what you would find on the Ray-Ban pricing, like on their website, it's not going to be any more. Like we're just charging fair across the board. Um, so patients usually find that when we price things out for them, they're like, but wait, like that's less than I paid with my insurance or like that's what I paid with mm -hmm. my insurance. I'm like, exactly. Like by taking them out, they're just a middleman. We yeah. just kind of put them on, on the side. Um, and patients are really super impressed because we can give them more options. We can give them a better product and service. Um, and then we just submit to their vision plan after the fact. So we'll submit out of network. Um, so we do a fee for service, you pay up front. And then after the fact, we'll send in a receipt to whether it's IMED mm -hmm. or VSB. And depending on your plan, they just send you a reimbursement check. What a crazy business model, you know, just fair pricing. I know, common sense is <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I, I know that we wanted to finish up and make sure we covered everything. So thank you so much for sitting down with You're us. So is there anything welcome. that we didn't talk about that you want to hit on before we go? Yeah, one thing is we were talking sure. about the glasses. Um, my favorite part, actually, of not being um, contracted with the vision companies is all our lenses are made right in Orchard Park. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I we have that. a local lab, so we literally, I'll take the bag after we leave here today, gonna go drop it off, they'll make the lenses, and then um, we pick it up on the way back, like a few days later. Because um, that's the other thing, like the vision companies are like, you have to send those glasses to Illinois. Like, just some random place in the U.S. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So we keep everything local, which is super cool. Um, and probably much quicker, right? So much quicker. Yeah. So much quicker. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's been wonderful. And like I said, I really feel good because not only are we supporting small businesses on that scale, but just through all the products that we use and um, the service that we're able to provide. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So really appreciate thank it. you guys. Everybody go check her out. If you're in the market just for even non-prescription sunglasses, just come on in, book an appointment, and uh, she'll take care of you. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.